thank you for being here. It's great to have two of our uh, good friends, brother and sister Stanley, longtime friends. It's amazing how life kind of turns things. Years ago, it was me preaching for him, and now he is uh, here to preach for us. And we're so in, deeply appreciative of that. Two of the greatest people you'll ever meet anywhere on the face of the earth. They're just genuine through and through, and they're just a lot of fun to be around. Makes you want to live for God when you're around them. That's all I can say. Brother Stanley, come and take your liberty. Greater Life Church is glad that you're here with us. Thank you, Brother Hughes. Let's give that hand to the Lord. Give him a great hand clap of praise and worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's worthy of our worship. How many believes that this morning? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts praise. Hallelujah. We thank you for what we feel today in this service. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus. For those needs that are going to be met today. For the miracles that's going to take place this morning. For those that's going to receive the Holy Ghost. Oh God, we thank you already in advance for all of these things. In Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Oh, it's beautiful to be in God's house, isn't it? Amen. You may be seated. It's such a pr- privilege of ours to be here today and uh, to be with your fine pastor and his family. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, pastor and wife that you have to lead this church. Amen. We love Brother and Sister Hughes. And I tell you, and what he said about me, I was kind of wondering about, but I can tell you about him. Amen. They are real Christians. Amen. I believe that's the greatest compliment you could give anybody is that they are Christians. Amen. I know we use that term loosely sometimes, but when you begin to think about what the word Christian actually means, it's to mean be Christ-like. And they are truly like Christ. Amen. What I like about the Hughes is we have been on camping trips with them and their RVs. And uh, they are what you see at church. That's what you see in the RV park. That's what you see everywhere that they are. Amen. They love God. And what a beautiful, beautiful church that God has blessed them with. The great people. And it's such a beautiful atmosphere of praise and worship. And so it's just great to be here. Thank you, Brother Hughes, for the invitation. And uh, I want to say it's so good to have my beautiful bride of 52 years here today. Amen. And uh, she she is uh, the best thing that ever happened to me since the Holy Ghost. I guarantee you that. Amen. Get a, she sings by her tonight. Maybe she can sing tonight. If we can maybe get a, she sings by CD, a soundtrack, and we'll learn that maybe you're not able to do that this morning, but uh, maybe she can play the organ tonight and sing or something or get something working. Praise the Lord. Because I'm telling you, she is the best singer in Pentecost. Hallelujah. Of course, y'all know I'm a little prejudiced. 
But uh, she is an awesome singer. and She is anointed. That's the main part. Amen. I don't care how beautiful you can sing. You need to be anointed. How many will agree with me on that? The anointing will break every yoke. Praise the Lord. It's so good to see Sister Sharon here. And her mom is a longtime member of our church here there in, in uh, Dallas or Garland. And uh, in fact, her mother is the oldest member of our church. What is she, 94? Oh, she's 95. Sister Hazel Gay, an awesome mother of Israel, I call her. Amen. And they were in New Life last weekend. I said, I'm going to see y'all this weekend in Houston. And uh, and so Chad, is Chad, Chad and Shannon here this morning? Where are they at? All right. Brother Chad's back there. And, and Ridge, where's Ridge? All right. Ridge thinks I'm the greatest preacher in all the world. If you don't believe him, just ask him. Praise the Lord. That's right. And and the, the daughter is Shada. Oh, Rashida. All right. So it's just great to be with these folks. They were all with us last weekend in Dallas. And uh, so it's good to see them today. I want to say that it's an awesome atmosphere of praise and worship in, in this church. You have a revival atmosphere. Amen. I love the feeling that I feel when I feel like I feel this morning. Such a beautiful atmosphere of praise and worship. Amen. Somebody says, well, I hadn't felt much today. It's because you haven't found his address. Amen. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And if you haven't felt it this morning because you hadn't knocking on his door yet. But if you will praise Him, and if you will worship Him, the Holy Ghost will come upon you. I tell you, there's no substitute for old-fashioned praise and worship. Praise the Lord. And uh, the Lord loves it when His people are praising and worshiping Him. He just shows up every time. Amen. I've been in some dead churches where He never showed up. Amen. Under the name Pentecostals. But I tell you, that's not true at greater life. I felt, I feel, I feel like the atmosphere is charged for somebody to receive a miracle this morning. The praise and worship that's in this place creates miracles. The Lord is moving down these aisles and between these chairs this morning. He wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost today. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need it more than anything else in this world. Amen. That's right. If you don't have the Holy Ghost this morning, you need it more than you need to go to work tomorrow. You need it, you need it more than you need to sleep tonight. Amen. In fact, you need it more than anything that we could ever think of in this world. Because do you understand that the Holy Ghost is what's going to quicken your mortal body when Jesus comes back to this earth again? Amen. The same Spirit that brought His Holy Ghost the third day is the same Spirit that is in you. It's called the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, and one of these days, the gravity is going to lose its hold. The trump of God is going to sound. Oh, and the children of God are going to rise to meet Him in the air. Now, what's going to cause you to do that? The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
the Holy Ghost. Somebody says, do I have to have the Holy Ghost? Well, it's not a dose of castor oil. Hallelujah. It's not a dose of medicine. It's, you're asking the wrong question. Do I have to have it? You ought to say, Lord, let me have it. I need it. Not do I have to have it. Lord, let me have it. Let me receive your Holy Spirit in my life. Amen. What is the Holy Ghost? The word holy. Amen. It comes for the word sanctified. Amen. And the word ghost is the spirit of the departed one. So when I'm talking about Holy Ghost, I'm talking about the sanctified spirit of the departed one. Who is Jesus Christ that said, I won't leave you comfortless, but I will come back to you. I will pour out my spirit. Oh, I, my, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Jesus is in the house. Is anybody hungry today? Is anybody thirsty today? He's in the house. But that's great news, isn't it? Praise the Lord. The miracle worker is here today. Whatever you need, whatever you need, don't walk out of this building without it today. Amen. And uh, y'all started at, uh, at 1030. It's 1120. Don't get nervous. I don't preach long. My wife says I do sometimes, but uh, amen. But uh, I always pull my coat off. I know a lot of preachers don't do that anymore, but I'm still kind of the old school. Amen. I've retired from pastoring. Last year I retired from pastoring. Pastored the same church 43 years. Amen. God gave us a great church. And... Uh, my son is now the pastor, and I'm the bishop. Thank the Lord. So somebody asked me not long ago, what is a bishop? I said, that's an honorary title without any responsibilities. I feel free as a bird today. I'd preach to you and go on and let him bother with all the counseling and all the stuff. Amen. And, and the new building program and all of that. I done been through all of that. Amen. We just finished our new building in 2014. And uh, so I've been through all of it. But thank God. I'm glad I'm here to able to move around and preach in different congregations. I've been able to do that since we retired from pastoring. And uh, somebody says, you go ever going to retire from preaching? No, you can't ever retire from preaching. My daddy preached to his 95, so I'm looking forward for a few more years. Praise the Lord. But we're going to the Word today. If you would stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God today, and I would like to go to your, uh, call your attention to the book of Luke chapter 18. Book of Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. Very familiar uh parable that the Lord gave us here trying to teach us some things today and I like to call our attention for your this parable unto sign of chapter 18 of Luke and he spake this parable unto certain which trust in themselves that they were righteous and despised others two men went up into the temple to pray the one a Pharisee the other a publican everybody say two men went to church The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, 
I thank thee that I am not as other men are. I'm not an exhaustioner, not unjust. I'm not an adulterer, even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. I want you to notice his prayer. He has a problem here. He's got the disease that I called I-itis. Amen. How many has ever met people that had that disease? That's right. All they thought about was themselves. They were, they were full of themselves. And I want to say this. If you ever expect to receive anything from God, you've got to empty yourself of yourself. Amen. You've got to empty your, and the Lord, this is exactly what God is trying to, the Lord Jesus is trying to teach us here today. Amen. About people that think they're righteous and above other people. And this publican had that kind of disease that all he thought about being full of himself. And look at verse number 13. But the publican, here is the other man, the publican standing afar off, would not lift so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, said, God, be merciful to me as a sinner. God, be merciful to me. I am nothing, God. I don't even deserve to lift my eyes up. But here I am, God. I need you today. I need you today. And I like what Jesus said about this man. I tell you, this man went down to the house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. But he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Amen. If you ever expect to receive anything from God, you've got to go down before you can get up. Can you shout amen? I want to preach on this subject for just a few more minutes today. Blessed or cheated in church. You're either going to be blessed by being here today or you're going to leave cheated today. There's no in-between. There's no neutrality here today. You're either going to be blessed or you're going to be cheated in church. And somebody says, well, how in the world? The church is the last place ever thought about being cheated. But when I get through with this message today, you're going to realize that there is a possibility that you can sit in these chairs under the influence of the almighty power of God. And walk out here exactly the way you come in here. There's somebody coming in here empty today and you're going to leave empty. But if you leave empty, you're going to be cheated. Because the Holy Ghost baptizer is walking these aisles this morning. Amen. The healer is here today. The miracle worker is here today. Everything you need is in this sanctuary this morning. And if you come here with a need today, and you walk out of those doors without that need being met, you've been cheated. Because it's a hallelujah. Jesus is in this building, right? How many feels the Holy Ghost in this place? Hallelujah. Jesus is in this house. Everybody say, Jesus is in this house. Say it again. Jesus is in this house. Amen. Brother Hughes, would you pray over the word today? Oh, Shandoraba, Shandabakata. 
In Jesus name. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. You may be seated. I don't know what you're feeling this morning, but there's a special touch of the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen. By the way of introducing this subject today, I'd like to ask a question. How many here today has ever felt that sometime in life you have been cheated? I believe that we all could say that sometime in life that we've received a raw deal or we were shortchanged or something did not meet our expectations. Amen. I've been to some churches where I felt when I left I'd been cheated because there wasn't enough God in that place. Amen. But you're not going to be able to say that here at Greater Life because the Holy Ghost is in this place in a special way this morning. Amen. Cheated. Nobody likes to be cheated. Those are fighting words in the world. If you cheat somebody in the world, they're ready to fight you. No one likes a cheater. But most of the time we feel that it is others that cheat us. However, oftentimes it is not others that cheat us. We cheat ourselves. And the greatest cheater in all the world is those who cheat themselves. Such was the case in our text that I read in your hearing this morning. Two men went to church. Two men were in the same service, the same church, the same prayer meeting. One man left blessed. He left touched and moved and changed and justified. But in the same service... In the same prayer meeting, there was another man that left empty. He left cheated. He did not receive one thing from God. Amen. I'm here to tell somebody in this building today that you're either going to be blessed by receiving your touch today from the Lord, or you're going to walk out here the same way you come in here. Amen. But I made up my mind when I come to an apostolic church that I'm not going to leave the same way I came. I need a blessing, God, and I'm going to receive my blessing this morning. How many will agree with me on that? Amen. Brother, one man felt like he needed God more than he needed anything else. He said, God, he said, have mercy upon me as a sinner. I need you more than anything, God. I am nothing. I am empty. I need a miracle in my life. And bless your heart, God ministered to that man's need. He left there, touched and moved and changed today. I tell you what the difference was, was their attitude. Their attitude made the difference. One man was hungry. One man was empty. One man knew he needed something, but the other felt like I don't need anything. I'm okay. I'm alright. You God. But the, I'm just, I'm okay. Amen. And I don't need you God. But the Bible says that he that, that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. And what God is doing in this place today, he's walking these aisles 
He's walking down between these chairs. He's trying to find somebody that's hungry. If I can find the hungry today, if I can find the thirsty today, I'm going to meet them at the point of their need. And is there somebody here today? You walked in this building this morning and you got a need in your life. I want to tell you, if you're here without the Holy Ghost, you've got a need for the Holy Ghost in your life more than you need anything else. If you're sick today, the healer, I've got good news for you. The healer's walking down these aisles. Hallelujah. If you need a miracle today, the miracle worker is walking down these aisles. There's no need for you to leave cheated today when the supply of every need is down and walking these aisles of this building. There's no need for you to leave without healing today when the healer is here. There's no need for you to leave without your miracle today when the miracle worker is here. Somebody says, I don't need anything, but then ask God to forgive you for your self-righteousness. Because when I come to church, I've been to church all my life. But when I come to church, Brother Hughes, I want God to touch me again. I want a blessing. I want God to minister to me today. Amen. Luke chapter 1 verse 53 says, He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich He sent empty away. He has filled the hungry with good things. Let that sink into your your mind and your heart this morning. He's filling the hungry with good things. But the rich, who are the rich? Those people that says, I'm okay, I'm all right, I don't need anything. Everything's fine. I don't need the Holy Ghost. I don't need God. I don't need church. I'm doing fine. That's all right. He's a perfect gentleman. He won't force himself on you. He won't knock the door down. He won't make you. Somebody says, I'm afraid to go to my, that Pentecostal church. I'm, I'm afraid they may give me that Holy Ghost. You don't have to be afraid of anything. Because no, the Holy Ghost won't fall on you unless you desire it. Unless you want it. You can sit through these services after service. Leave the same way that you come. But God's looking for the hungry today. He's looking for the thirsty today. He's looking for somebody that he can minister to. You can sit there like a knot on a dill pickle and do nothing and be the Pharisee and walk out empty today. Oh, but you're looking at a little preacher. If Jesus is in this house, I want Him to touch me over and over again. Hallelujah. Let me remind you that you're sitting in the greatest place in all the world this morning. Do you all know that? You're sitting in the greatest place in all the world. What's that, Pastor? The house of God. This is holy ground. This is where the Creator meets His creation. This is where deity walks these aisles. This is where everything's right for a miracle today. Everything's right for God to minister to somebody. This is none other than the house of God and the gates of heaven. This is where sin is for Their life is renewed. This is where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of Him. Jesus is here. I said Jesus is here. He's here. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is here. Oh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Let me give you the mission statement of the Lord Jesus Christ. If they would put it on the overhead, Luke chapter, is it uh, 16 or somewhere in that neighborhood? I gave you that scripture. If they could put it over there. Amen. I want to show you Luke chapter 4. I'm sorry, verse 16. Luke chapter 4, verse 16 is his mission statement. Amen. He came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath. I like that. I don't know if y'all like that phrase or not. But as his custom was, he went to church every Sabbath day. Hallelujah. And I want to be just like him. I want to be in the house of God every time we have church. You ought to make it your custom to be in the house of God every time the lights are on. If I'm going to be like Jesus, as his custom was, he went to church. Amen. And he came and he went in the synagogue and he stood up to read. And there was delivered to him the, the, the of him, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Deliver there. I'm, I'm going to the wrong side. The book of the prophet says, and when he opened the book, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now if y'all could back it up to verse 17 and 18 and keep it on the board for just a moment, I want to show you something. I want to let you understand that over 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked upon this earth this was his mission statement I'm here to declare unto you today that over 2,000 years ago when he made this statement that he has not changed Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever if that was his mission statement over 2,000 years ago I declare unto you today that that is his mission statement today. Hallelujah. That's what he's came to do. He has not changed. I am the Lord God that changeth not. Hey, if he said I've come to heal the broken heart, I've come to set the captive free. I've come to bring deliverance to those that are bruised. He's here. He's here. He's here to do that again today. I said he's here to minister, to heal, to deliver, to set free. Jesus Christ walks these aisles to minister to every need of this building. Ladies and gentlemen, the supplier of every need is here today. The master of every situation. The one that can come any storm in your life. But I had people, I have people that come to church all the time. They just sit back on their fifth vertebrae. Everywhere that is. Amen. And they say, here I am, Lord. If you want to touch me, you can touch me. If you want to bless me, you will bless me. Lord, if you... I've had people say, well, if the Holy Ghost is for me, He'll give me the Holy Ghost. Amen. If He wants to heal me, He'll heal me. If He wants to give me a miracle, He'll give me a miracle. That's hogwash. That's right. That's not even biblical. For you to sit back and just say, Lord, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. 
And you walk out of this building and say, well, God didn't do it today. Well, I guess not. That's right. I want to tell you what. God, amen, is here. And it's not God, amen, that you need to worry about. You need to worry about yourself. That's right. Because you've got it backwards. You better quit waiting on God. Because God is waiting on you. It is your turn. The basketball is in your court. The football is on your end of the field. It's time for you to understand that He's gone to Calvary. He shed His blood for you. He's provided everything you need at Calvary. It's your turn. I said it's your turn. Amen. It's not biblical for you to sit there. What God is looking for is a response. He's looking for a response. It's your time to respond. Don't just sit there. Do something. Do something. Do something. You can sit there and wait on him all you want to. But the Bible says this. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. It's your time to ask. It's your time to seek. It's your time to knock. Amen. Quit waiting on God. God's waiting on you. Brother, if you're hungry, reach out. If you're thirsty, reach out. Let the Holy Ghost do what it wants to do. Can you shout amen? Everybody say, God's waiting on me. Right. He's waiting on me. All you've got to do is start responding to what's in this place this day. Brother, we have sung. We are praised. We are worshiped. The Holy Ghost is filling this building. It's full in here today. All you got to do is respond to it. Don't just sit there. Respond. God's waiting on you. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. You know what that tells me? You take one step toward God, God's going to take two steps towards you. Hallelujah. You start responding. Knock. Seek. Ask. And it's... Oh, God's waiting on you to respond to Him. What are you going to do in this place this morning? Overhead, Jeremiah chapter 29. I want to show you something. Amen. If they can put that on the overhead. That was delivered to him. Oh, that's still in Luke. Give me Jeremiah chapter, I think it is 29. Yes, it is. And verse 11 through verses 13. Amen. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Aren't you glad God thinks good things toward us? Some people think that God's thinking evil toward me. And he's a monster God with a big club in his hand. And he's going to knock me in the head if I don't do right. 
Amen. That's some people's concept of God. How long take God is love. God will be long patient. He will be long suffering. He loves you. He's not here to destroy you. He's here to save you. Hallelujah. That's what he went to Calvary for. That's why he shed his blood for. That you may be saved. Amen. He doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. He doesn't take pleasure in seeing people lost and going to hell. That's why he gives you the privilege to be here today and sit on these chairs and listen to the word of God. He said, I've got good thoughts toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil. And I like this next clause. To give to you an what did you come expecting today? What did you come desiring today? What did you come wanting today? I come to give you an expected end. Somebody said, well, I went to church, but just as I expected, nothing happened. Well, big deal. You got exactly what you expected. You expect nothing, you get nothing. You won't leave disappointed. You expect nothing, you leave with nothing. So you shouldn't be disappointed. Hello? He said, I'm going to give you your expected end. Yeah, dear. Hallelujah. Whether whatever you expect and whatever he's looking for. I don't know about you, but when I come to the house of God, I'm expecting God to touch me, move on me, give me a blessing. Hallelujah. You old timers that's had Holy Ghost 50 years, don't you come to this church not expecting something. You need a touch of God just like the rest of us. You need a touch of the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you talked in tongues? When's the last time you shouted and run the aisle? Amen. When's the last time the Holy Ghost sapped you good? Hallelujah. Brother, when I come to church, I'm not going to come here not getting nothing. I'm going to receive from Him. I'm, gonna, I'm expecting something to happen. I'm expecting people to get the Holy Ghost today. I'm expecting miracles today. I'm expecting... I'm expecting healing today. I said I'm expecting it to happen. Hallelujah. I come to give you an expected ear. I like this next... Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. What a promise. And you shall seek me. This don't look like somebody just sitting down waiting on God, does it? This don't look like somebody just saying, well, here I am, God. No. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me. With all of your heart. With all of your heart. With everything that you've got in you. <laughs> if you're hungry, brother, you got to keep a hungry man away from the table. Amen. If a man's hungry, he'll do anything to get food. If you're hungry for God, you're hungry for His power, you're not going to just sit there. I need a miracle from God. I need something Him. Shout Amen. When you shall search for me with what? This deal here. Here I am, Jesus. Come for you to touch me today. Would you please touch me, Jesus? That may look good in a photograph, but it's not good touching God. 
Shout amen. You, you need to get some desperation about you. I need a miracle in my life. Amen. He is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. No one should ever leave an apostolic service and I gotta hurry. Feeling cheated. I want to say that in again. Nobody should ever leave an apostolic church feeling cheated. If you feel like you've come to church and you don't get anything, you're the biggest cheater in all the world. You have cheated yourself out of a blessing. You've cheated yourself out of the Holy Ghost. You've cheated yourself out of your healing today. If you walk out of here and you're still sick, you're a cheater. You're the biggest cheater in the world because the healer is here wanting to touch you today. see you. Amen. You know what? I've developed a principle in my life. Y'all want me to share it with you? Because if you'll develop the same principle, it'll change your life. Amen. Every time I come to church, now I've been, I've been in church all my life. My day I was raised in this thing. Amen. It's in my DNA. That's right. Got the Holy Ghost when I was nine years old. And, and I want to tell you, but I've gone to church most of all of my life. All of my life, come my dad, my mother came to church when I was four days old. Nowadays, they keep out three months because they're afraid they're going to get a disease. I was in church four days old. <laughs> I know how that works. I pastored people too. Hallelujah, brother. But I want to tell you, I told a couple of them, "Well, you're going to bring that young to church. They're going to be walking before you get to church with him." <laughs> That's right. Don't you think God can take care of him? Oh, God, I got awful. I'm chasing a rabbit right now. Amen. But I want to tell you something. We've got to understand, amen, that there's principles we need to develop in, in our living for God. Amen. Every time I come to church, and I've had the Holy Ghost nearly all of my life, every time I come to church, I've made up my mind by the hues that I'm, I'm going to get a touch from God. God's going to touch me. I love the way you worship the Lord. I love the way you worship. You done been touched a hundred times in this. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother, I made up my mind that I'm, I'm not leaving here without a touch. Now, some of y'all can sit on those chairs and walk out without a touch. But you're looking at a little preacher. I'm not going to leave without a touch. Amen. And this is the principle. Listen to the principle. This is the principle. Lord, I come to church today. Amen. And I want you to touch me, God. But God, if you don't hurry up and touch me, I'm going to touch you. Hallelujah. I'm going to touch you with my praise. I'm going to touch you with my worship. I'm going to... How many will make up your mind that you're going to touch him yourself? You're not going to sit there. You're going to touch him with praise. You're going to touch him with worship. Hallelujah. Brother, it will make a difference in your life if you'll start realizing that God, I'm going to touch you. I'm going to touch you. Hallelujah. And when you touch him, something will happen. Something will happen. My God. Something's going to happen. Now touch right now. My God, I feel like somebody's getting a touch right now. I feel like somebody's getting a touch right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Let's get something going here. I'm telling you, right now, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. If you got a need in this building, if you'll step out right where you are and come up here around this front today. Amen. The Lord, hey, don't leave here cheated. Don't leave here cheated. If you need something from God, come on up here right now. Come on, if you need something for the Lord, you may need a miracle. You may need healing. Whatever you need, I'm going to be praying for you in just a minute. In the name of Jesus Christ, whatever you need is right now. Come on, step out right where you. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, come on. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, come on. Hallelujah. Oh, Shantaya Bahaya. He Bahaya. Jesus' name be thou made whole. In Jesus' name be thou made whole. In the name of Jesus Christ, reach out with all of your heart right now. In Jesus' name. God heaven. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, right now, church, pray. Hallelujah. Pray with one another. Pray with somebody. I'm going to touch you, God. I'm going to touch you right now. I'm going to touch you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, be thou made whole. 